Welcome to Whose Podcast Is It Anyway? A show where our host engages in a lively conversation with the guest. The guest chooses the topic and the host has no prior preparation or knowledge of the topic. Please note that the opinions expressed on this program are the opinions and views of the host and the guests and are not necessarily the same opinions and views of Al Seeger or Point of Insanity Game Studio. And now, here's your host, Chad Knight. Good evening and welcome to Whose Podcast Is It? Episode 50. Welcome to my mind there. Many things running through my mind these days, so a single topic for this week's Mind Mare will most likely not happen. Let's break down a couple things that I've been thinking about. First, this is episode 50, which means in exactly two weeks from the day this drops, my one-year episode will drop. Can you believe it's been a year since we started this? In that year, we've had over 30 guests. I have some plans for year two. I want to get a larger base of listeners. So if you listen on a regular basis and you like, which I would assume you do as you listen on a regular basis, please take some time each week when I put the episode up and share it with your your friends on Facebook, on your Facebook thread, on Google+, on your Twitter account, anywhere. I don't care. Just get it out there. The more people we have listening, the better show you're going to get because I'm going to have a larger group of guests. And on top of that, you know, it's one of those things. The more listeners I get, the better quality equipment I put my money into. And so everything gets better if we do it that way. I think we do a great podcast here where we let the guests decide the topic. It gives us great variety and it gives you a chance to hear many different topics without me shoving anything in particular down your throats. Also, next year, you may notice some changes in the way we do things. I have already booked an episode of this podcast at Evercon in January. Uh, The guest has not been chosen yet, so if uh, you can be in Wausau during the weekend of January 5th to 7th, 2018, let me know. You could get the gig. I also wonder, what's for dinner? A controlling idea in my mind is, what's for dinner? Which I guess is normal when you're a large man. (laughs) That, though, did lead me to another thought. Do you remember the old Wendy's commercials with the old lady yelling, Where's the beef? Old commercials are funny, and honestly, they remind me of my childhood. Commercials for my buddy. It's a boy's doll. And, hey, don't squeeze the Charmin. Mr. Whipple would always tell the people in the store to not squeeze the Charmin. But why wouldn't you squeeze the toilet paper to see if it was soft? And, hey, Mikey, he likes it. Remember Mikey? Of course you don't. Mikey was off screen. I have no idea what the little boy's name who ate the life cereal was, but he had the best job ever. Anyway, for supper tonight, we had huevos rancheros, which just means eggs with salsa and meat and stuff. So anyway, I I look forward to year two coming. I look forward to uh, you guys being with me here on year two, and I hope to continue to give you what you like and that you continue to listen. Now, on to tonight's guest. Tonight I have Lou Schwalbach back. Uh, You hear him and I on a weekly basis on our podcast, Musically Challenged. Lou, why don't you plug the podcast? I'll be glad to. Um, Musically Challenged is a weekly, uh, what should we call it, a installment. There we go, a weekly installment of basically us talking and BSing and whatever about pretty much whatever we want. And usually, obviously, it's going to be musically related with some personal anecdotes added in, which makes it entertaining, at least for us. Right, right. So, excellent. So, we have a new segment uh, called Five Questions. I don't think I had this the last time you were on. No, not at all. Okay, are you ready for five questions? Bring it. All right, let's do it. What is the ground speed of a laden swallow? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) You're a Peter African. (laughs) Exactly. What is your favorite food? Oh, God. Um, I, you know, this is the hardest question I ask every it, week. You know, it's like saying, "What is your who's your favorite kid? And technically, you're not supposed to answer that, but you will. But that being said, I, it kind of... It's Mikey. <laughs> yeah, if he brought along his lifetime supply, supply of life. There you go. That would, that would be the best benefit of having that job. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You, you might get sick of it, just like people who work at like McDonald's are like, oh, I can't eat McDonald's anymore. Fuck that. I'm sorry. I work there. I can still eat it. Life cereal, though, man. 
Cinnamon. Yeah, cinnamon is better than the original, but life cereal in general. But it's got like a five-minute time frame, though. If you don't eat it in five minutes, you've got a bowl of porridge. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like Captain Crunch in that way, where it's either rip the shit out of your mouth or you have mush. Yeah, there's a there's definitely a butter zone. You got to hit that right perfect spot, and if you do, it's it's the most delightful thing ever. Kind of like bananas. Green. No, hear me out. Okay. Okay. Green bananas are horrible. Yes. They're just disgusting as hell. You've got that one perfect zone where they're just yellow, where they're ripe, but not so ripe that they just dissolve in your hands. Well, yeah, the, when they get to when they get the snot, they've gone too far. Right. So it's just like bananas where it has that one special area, and then it's just like, oh, well, these are good for bread. That's about it. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, so that still doesn't question. answer the question. Damn it. <laughs> God, I guess it just depends on, it depends on how I'm feeling. I have probably two favorite foods that are go-tos at any time. Okay, let's. what are those? I can always have pizza. Okay, fair enough. Always have pizza, just period. There's <laughs> the type of pizza? Yes. Any type? Pretty much. Um, toppings, that's a different story, but any type, thin crust, thick crust, deep dish. Oh, yeah, deep dish. No, no, I'm, I'm talking toppings. Are, 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 there, are there certain... Well, let's start with Pe- toppings you won't eat. Green peppers and onions. Really? Disgusting. Anchovies? Haven't tried them. I'd give it a shot. Of course, I can't eat fish. I was going to say, you kind of have an aversion to it because you die. Okay, okay. I got to ask you this one. Because I can't... No, I'm sorry. Pineapple on pizza. Yay or nay? No. Oh, thank God. I was just going to ask you about that because... Hawaiian pizzas are disgusting. Fucking I love pineapple. Oh, so do I. Straight from the candy. In fact, hell, I cut up pineapples and eat them straight. Yeah. Perfectly okay with that. But on a pizza, it just kills them. No, no. It's... I don't... If they're grilled, like on a skewer or something, that's okay. If it's like on a ham, that's okay a little bit. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's the... And I love Canadian bacon, too. That's the thing. Okay. Maybe it's the sauce. It just... No. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> All right. No. So what was the other one? Steak. Oh, okay. There's... I I could eat red meat eight days a week. To our early grave. <laughs> but I'll be happy when I'm there. Yeah, exactly. So that would be my two favorites. If I had to pick one of the two, I'd probably say pizza because it's cheaper. Fair enough. All right. So what is your favorite game, whether it be video, board, role-playing? What, what is what is that? Can I be very frank with you for a second? Yeah. You fucking liar. You said that the food one was the hardest one. <laughs> <laughs> well, up till now, I guess it has been. Maybe this is harder. Oh, God. Um, You know what? I, it's, I almost can't pick that. I really can't. Because if we're talking board, card, video, computer, any of these, I mean, I can pick out one or many from any of those. Right, but you need to pick one from all of them. Fine. If I have to pick one game that I can sit back and go play any time at all, and Al can actually attest to this, and that is Bionic Commando for the 8-bit Nintendo. Okay, fair enough. I don't know what it is, but... I'm sure you've probably seen it. Uh, the dude, he, he can't jump. He can only, he has like a, like a grappling hook on his hand and you okay. have to swing everywhere. There's no continues or the, no, there's continues. There's no passwords. You either start it and pause it and hope nobody kicks the Nintendo or you play through it to the end. Okay. And it's not an easy game. It's not quite Nintendo hard, but it's not an easy game. I love it. I've paid for it in a couple different iterations on different systems and I'll play it whenever I get the chance. Okay. Fair enough. Number three, what's an albatross in golf? That would be a double eagle, I believe. Yeah, you're right. I had to look it up. Because <laughs> I, you know, well, I don't golf very well. You golf better than I do. I'm sure you've never had an albatross, nor an eagle. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Birdies are one and like, doesn't happen for me. Right, right. But I, somebody said that to me, and I said, in golf? It's more of a UK thing. Is it? They're UK, in the U.S., it's more of a called a double eagle. I don't know, maybe it's a patriotic thing. I don't know, but in the UK and like Scotland, and all that stuff, they can call that an albatross. Okay. And I'm gonna little segue on that one as I read in one of those bathroom reader books. Mm-hmm. There is one of the. Uh, this is a little tip that I thought was pretty awesome. This I want to say it's like Sakura Golf Course in Japan has the longest hole in golf. Period. Okay. It's a par seven. Par seven? What is that? About eight hundred yards? Nine hundred and seventy-four yards. Holy shit! Yeah, par seven. I'm like, holy balls, dude. That's like a half a dozen golf balls right there. Nine hundred and seventy-five yards, dude. That's half our day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I 
I saw that, and I'm just like, you can keep it. No, do it on a cart. Well, of course. <laughs> All right, fourth question. What's your favorite color? Purple. Really? Purple. It's a. Uh, I think it's a regal color. Like like royal purple. Yes. Okay. Like a, like a really dark uh, regal purple. Okay. And finally, who's your favorite singer slash musician slash band? Any uh, band that I can go back to at any time, I'm still gonna have to say ACDC. Okay. Now I don't like their current lineup because well, it's because you don't like Axl Rose singing. No, it's, he's only got one original member left. Well, but it's Angus Young, so it's true enough. You know, it's I mean, the it's the, it's the heartbeat of ACDC. Well, yeah, they've replaced all the other limbs with bionic stuff, but, you know, they've got the heart of it, I suppose. Um, otherwise, I guess, honestly, Weird Al. That'd be my second favorite. Oh, that's a good one. That's actually a good one. Because really, I mean, he hasn't really put out much bad stuff at all. I mean, except for stuff that he wants to be bad. And even his serious stuff is very entertaining. Okay. Now it's your time, Lou, to talk about anything you want to, except your topic. We'll get to that in a little bit. Oh, well, I don't know what to talk about. Let's see here. This week kind of sucked. You know how everyone's always like, well, it's a short week because you got a day off for vacation. I call bullshit. Those are almost the longest weeks ever. They can be because you end up with two Mondays, especially this year with the fourth falling out Tuesday. On a Tuesday, right. You end up with two Mondays. Well, not only that, but the fact is, too, is, I mean, it's almost like when you have a couple days off, like if you've got Thursday and Friday off. That Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is going to be the longest work week you're ever going to have because you're looking forward to it. Well, I can attest to that because today was the day before I start my four-day weekend. Right. And it took forever. Well, that's just because nobody bothered you either. Well, that too. You know, and it's like with this here for me, everybody was bothering us for whatever reason. (laughs) It's like, oh, look, we had the 4th of July off, so let's get everything done on Friday. Well, you know, it's it's one of those things where, again, it's – it's two Mondays, it's two, you know, everythings, and it just, there, there's two types of a long day. There's the long day like I had today where... It would never and Most of my work was done by 11 a.m. Oh, God. You know, and then there's a long day like you had where, Jesus, nobody ever stops. You know, and, and I have to just say, I mean, not going into too much detail about, like, the actual people and everything else, but... So we had our three-day week this – well, I'm not counting Monday because nobody really did anything on Monday. We had our three-day week. Wednesday, I figured people were either still driving or doing something because Wednesday was pretty chill. Thursday was kind of crazy. Okay. And it wasn't good people crazy either. It was people who were tired from their vacation and didn't want to be back, but they had shit to do, so they decided to call. <laughs> And then today was the people who are just, who didn't do it yesterday that are now stressed because they have one day left of the week right. who are doing it now because it's the beginning part of July already. So, yeah, it was fun. Um, I'm very happy for the weekend. I'm looking forward to not dealing with people, if at all possible. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So let's get into today in history, and then we'll jump into your topic. Sounds like a plan. So... Today in history, I get all my facts from www.history.com slash thisdayinhistory. July 14th, 1881, Billy the Kid is shot to death. Sheriff Pat Garrett shoots Henry McCarty, popularly known as Billy the Kid, to death at the Maxwell Ranch in New Mexico. Garrett, who had been tracking the kid for three months after the gunslinger had escaped from prison only days before his scheduled execution, got a tip that Billy was holed up with friends. While Billy was gone, Garrett waited in the dark in his bedroom. When Billy entered, Garrett shot him to death. Back on April 1, 1878, Billy the Kid ambushed Sheriff William Brady and one deputy in Lincoln, New Mexico, after ranch owner John Tunstall had been murdered. Billy had worked at Tunstall's ranch and was outraged by his employer's slaying vowing to hunt down every man responsible. Sheriff Brady and his men who had been affiliated with rival ranchers, were involved with a gang that killed Tunstall on February 18th. Billy's retaliatory attack left Brady and Deputy George Hindman dead. Although only 18 years old at the time, Billy had now committed as many as 17 murders. Following his indictment for the murder of Sheriff Brady, Billy the Kid was the most wanted man in the West. Evading posses sent to capture him, he eventually struck a deal with the new governor of New Mexico. In return for his testimony against the perpetrators of the ongoing ranch wars in the state, Billy would be set free. Although he kept his word about the testimony, he began to distrust the promise that he would be released, and so he escaped. 
Once a fugitive, Billy killed a few more men, including the gunslinger Joe Grant, who had challenged him to a showdown. Legend has it that Billy managed to get a hold of Grant's gun prior to the fight and made sure that an empty chamber was first in the man's revolver. When it came time to fire, only Billy's gun went off and Grant was left dead. Legendary Sheriff Pat Garrett finally brought Billy the Kid to in to stand trial. The judge sentenced Billy the Kid to hang until you are dead, dead, dead. Billy reportedly responded, and you can go to hell, hell, hell. Two weeks before his scheduled execution, Billy escaped, killing two guards in the process. Garrett mounted yet another posse to bring in the kid. After tracing him to the Maxwell Ranch, Garrett shot him to death. No legal charges were brought against him since the killing was ruled a justifiable homicide. Alright, have you seen the Billy the Kid movies? Uh, Young Guns and Young Guns 2? Haven't seen them, no. Really? Those have to go on the list. Because they are great. I, I don't know if you like westerns at all. Um, these are new age westerns. I mean, obviously. Uh, they were shot in the 90s. Mm-hmm. That uh, was kind of the Brat Pack a little bit, wasn't it? Yeah. Like yeah, Estevez, quite a bit. Um, it was Diamond a, Phillips. And there was also uh, Charlie Sheen was in. Okay, yeah. So, I mean. It, and it had a Bon Jovi soundtrack, so I'm sure you didn't hate it. Well, that. the second one had a Bon Jovi soundtrack. Actually, the first one's a better movie. <laughs> okay. It's the telling of the same story. Mostly, but from two different points of view. It's like Evil Dead 1 and 2. They're basically the same, but not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a point of view thing, but okay. um, I like them both. I own them both. You know, when they talk about the things in here, a lot of that was captured in the movie. So it's kind of a neat little concept that they didn't completely throw this off. Like, Pat Garrett ran with Billy the Kid at one point. Hmm. And then the cattle ranchers hired Garrett as the sheriff to catch, you know, someone he knew, you know. So, you know, it, it, it's one of those things. But anyway, enough about Billy the Kid. Uh, if you're a fan of the Old West or a fan of Western movies, go watch Young Guns and Young Guns 2. Uh, uh, totally worth your time and, and great flicks. But, back to Lou. What do you got for us? What are we talking about? You know, and you kind of talked about it a little bit in your five questions. I was thinking about golf. Golf. Yes, golf. Golf. Yeah, in, in Scotland, they don't use an L. That's they they omit a lot of uh, letters in Scotland. <laughs> well, I mean, originally, when and they, I think they what, actually emigrate to like Poland because if you realize all of their words have like a thousand consonants in them and like three vowels, and usually that's why. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where uh, when they originally named golf in Scotland, it was just G O F. It was golf mm-hmm. or, or whatever, however they say it. I don't have a Scottish accent. I can't do a Scottish accent. Uh, but, you know, and it was, I mean, who, who thought this was, you know, as a person who enjoys golf, mm-hmm. but whoever, th- you know, sitting there one day, they probably had a stone and a crooked stick and went, you know, this might work. You know, and there's so many different origins too. I mean, there's like, there's some origins saying that it's somewhat translated from billiards, knocking a ball into a hole, but doing it on the ground. Um, I mean knocking a ball into a gopher hole. In fact, it could be that somebody was just farting around and it happened. They're like, hey, this could be a sport. Right. You know, and, you know, St. Andrews is the oldest and most well-known golf course in the world, I believe. I think so, yeah. Um, I think it's the one of the original golf courses, if not the original golf course. You know, but it's just, it, it's one of those Highland games. You know, you, they talk a lot about... Um, you know, the Scottish Highlands and the people who live there and how they would make up these games. And I can't think of any of them off the top of my head now other than golf. But, there, I mean, there are more games that have come mm-hmm. out of the Highlands. Oh, yeah. And it's to keep occupied. I mean... Yeah, you sit all day watching sheep or cattle or whatever. Right. And, I mean, really, you got to realize, too, I mean, with what the, I guess, terrain was... You, you have to deal with what you worked with, or work with what you had, I guess I should say. Right. Because, you know, it's rolling lush green, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, too, you go 20 feet to one side or the other, and you got a marsh that you find fossils in because things have died there like a thousand years ago. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. I mean, it's just something that I got into a long time ago, um, if you want to call high school a long time, I guess, but whatever. So, is, is that was, was that the catalyst for you, high school, high school golf class? Um, no, actually, it was, it was a friend of mine actually asked if I wanted to go and I knew that my dad played. Okay. I mean, my dad was like a par golfer in high school for him. 
and it was something that we could we could connect with and it was also something else that would just be entertaining to do so got it in the backyard and was hitting balls at the neighbor's yard and bounced one off the roof of the car when i finally collect connected with one okay we uh as kids we the neighbor's dad played golf mm-hmm. i mean like a lot like all summer long that's he just always you know and uh, his kids used to snag his golf balls, and we'd hit them with metal bats. Oh, my God. Talk about, I mean, you felt like you hit a mile. And, I mean, you did, but you're hitting a golf ball, you know, mm-hmm. which is, A, made the fly. Right. B, off of a bat, which has more surface area than any head of a golf club. Well, maybe not anymore, because now golf clubs have huge heads, but. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, look at that big Bertha thing that has, like, a <laughs> huge-ass head right there. But. I, you know, it would make me think of hitting rocks with a, with a baseball bat, actually. I can just only imagine the solidity of it versus a baseball or softball, that it would probably just send reverberations up your hand that would probably make you shake. Um, not really. It's not... It's not that bad. Um, other than, you know, we used to play hardball with softball bats, because mm-hmm. that's what we had. Right. So they were always kind of dented, you know, so every once in a while you'd hit the ball and it would go in a really weird fashion. Same with golf balls. (laughs) But, you know, other than that, I didn't start golfing. Um, I was working at Radio Shack at the time, which would have put it about, let's see, I would put it about 1999, 2000, somewhere in there is when I went golfing for the first time because I worked with a guy who loved to golf. And he was my boss, and he said, as an outing, we're all going golfing. <laughs> okay. So, what do you do? You know, you're like, okay, we're going golfing. And I had fun. I can honestly say I had fun, but it wasn't fun like uh, golfing. Because golfing now is completely different than the way we did at that time. I to- I've told you this story, but I don't mm-hmm. think I've told this story on, on here. We went golfing, and we went late, you know, because it was cheaper if you went after 4 o'clock or whatever. Twilight rates or something like that. Yeah, like 4 or 5 o'clock. So we went at that time, and we're playing nine holes, and we're on carts, and we're having fun, and somebody hit the brakes too hard on one of the holes and realized that because it was getting dusk and kind of humid and stuff, that there was dew on the grass, and that allowed the golf carts to kind of slide into a corner or you know doing a little bit of drifting yeah exactly and uh so we decided well you know we've had a few too many beers and this is fun (laughs) and we suck at golfing why don't we turn it into a game of polo so one person (laughs) would drive you would have like your iron or whatever you hold on to the golf cart and as you went past your ball you just kind of swung at it and tried to hit it you know and every once in a while, you get a decent hit. Most of the time, it was just garbage. Well, yeah. Well, eventually, somebody must have seen us, because all of a sudden, you know, another cart comes flying out there, and uh, we had just pushed one of the carts up from almost going into a pond, and we all got kicked off the course, supposedly for life, but we know this isn't true, because we just golfed there <laughs> a week or so ago, but... Uh, you know, it's just one of those things, and and would I do that now? Not in a million years. But you know, I was young, I was drunk, I was being stupid. So, you know, and and I have to say, golf, just like a lot of things, it really does depend on who you go with, if it's going to be a good time or not. And that's kind of anything, though. Well, yes, I mean, you do not want to go. At least I do not want to golf alone. Like we ran into a guy that was out there golfing alone, and. You know, he seemed happy with it. He, you know, we were in front of him, a group of, what was there, four of us? Yeah, four, four, or, four or five. Yeah, and he's like, you know, whatever, take your time. But then we get, other times, you get people that get behind you, and it's just like, for the love of God, stop pushing. Right, right. You know, It's and, like, they get out there, and this is what kills me about it, is they get out there, and they're like, we gotta go, we gotta go. It's like, it's not a race. No, it's well, golf. some people it might be, but, you know, I don't go out there to get done as fast as possible. I go out there to enjoy myself. And you've been out golfing with me a few times. I mean, you know how I play. It's going to be one of those where you hit a good shot, nice shot. You hit a bad shot, ha, 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 ha. 
How many how many balls did I put in the water last week just so I could get one over and say I got one over? Three, four. Yeah, it's a principal thing after some time. It is. But you know, it's and again too, you, it's just like going with people who are too serious. And I'm gonna I'm gonna akin this to role playing games too. You get people who are so into it that they're just like, we have to have this. It has to be exactly, exactly, exactly. You have to do the rules and everything else. Right. And that pulls a lot of the fun out of it. It can. Where, absolutely. Where if you go and have kind of a not completely loose because if it's too loose then nothing gets done right but if you get that right zone and the right people with it it can be fun as hell and you don't have to have all the specific rules you know you can still play and have fun and follow the rules just you don't have to be a stickler about it right so in our summer game where are we sitting from your from your point of view are we too serious not serious enough oh i think it's a perfect zone right okay now. okay yeah it feels to be that way it, you know um we we've been short a few people the last couple of weeks i think that has helped I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things with it being an open summer game at a, you know, at a, at a local coffee shop. I can't exactly say no to people. Right. You know, it's first come, first serve. I had X amount of characters. They've all been filled up now. But, yeah, you know, and, and I'm thinking we'll miss people. And that's the thing about summer is not everybody can make it every week. So it just kind of flows and ebbs. I mean, there's going to be, I think, at least one week, maybe two weeks. I'm not going to be there. So. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Right. You know, and getting back with, you know, hitting the little white ball. Yeah. I've been with super serious people. Like, break a club. Like, you know, you need to hurry up and hit your ball, and you get one minute to look for your ball, and that's it. And I was happy to be golfing because I don't have a lot of people to go out golfing with. Mm -hmm. But that being said, that wasn't that much fun. Yeah, but now you have Scott and me. This was in the past, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, it's... I'm more of the, if you've ever seen the movie Navy Seals with, again, Charlie Sheen. Yep. Remember the golfing scene on there? No. They're playing polo. They're fucking with each other. You know, they walk over and stomp the other person's ball into the ground, run it over with a golf cart. You stomped my ball into the ground <laughs> a couple weeks ago. It wasn't an original idea. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> so that being said, I mean, just messing around, but not enough to cause a problem. Right, right. You know, I'm not going to talk during your backswing. I'm not going to be a dick like that, you know. But at the same time, it'd be like, hey, nice shot, asshole. Right, right. So what is it about golf, other than the people, obviously? I mean, there's got to be more to it than that. What is it about golf that makes golfing worth it to you? Uh, I like the fact that it is you're basically competing against yourself. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you're playing against the people that you're going with. But at the same time, it's, it's a self-improvement thing. Plus, even if you don't walk, you take the cart and whatever else, you still get out in the air. And even on a bad day, or even on a good day, let me change that around. Even on a good day where you're hitting just perfect, you're getting on, you're hitting maybe a par or two, whatever the case is, you're still going to be outside for two hours. Mm -hmm. And if you get weather like we had today, for example, not before the storms, <laughs> that'd be a great day. Just outside, out in the sun, out in the sun, and just being out there, maybe taking a couple hits. Right, yeah. No, I, I get you. I, I kind of agree with that. For me, it's a mixture. It, it gets me out. I get to do some exercise. Um, even when we had the carts last week, I walked most of it. Except the one the one hole where I lost four balls by and the fourth string. And I'm just like, I'm done. And I sat down in the cart. But other than that, it's been, I pretty much spent the time walking. Um, so for me, it's an exercise thing. I also enjoy it. I, I'm getting better than I was at the beginning of the year. I still suck balls. But, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to get an idea of how things work. Um, I hadn't golfed in like two years. <laughs> and uh, it's coming back to me. I mean, I don't I don't hit them like you, but I'm pretty close to about Scott's ability. You know, and, and I'm going to say and one of the other things that I enjoy, too, is especially if you go with – you can make it a guy's day. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is like instead of going out to the bar and just bullshitting like guys do, you do it on the golf course. Right, and most golf places have this person that drives around on a cart and can feed you alcohol. If you don't bring your own, that you're not supposed to, because I've never done that, <laughs> ever. Uh, 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 you know, um, I, I do have to say, uh, whose podcast is it anyway, does not condone doing things like Lou does. Because I'm the only one. I've never taken alcohol. No, I meant I'm the only one that does things that's out of the ordinary. No, no, not at all. Uh, but I, w I was just talking about the alcohol thing. I've, I've never actually carried alcohol onto the golf course. I have drank alcohol on the golf course. And it usually makes golfing a little more enjoyable. 
you relax a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. just like it's almost like anything like throwing darts, for example. I don't know if you throw darts or not. On occasion, but it's one of those where you kind of got that bell curve. You have one or two beers, you got relaxed, you're about at the top of your game, and then if you have three or four, then you just go to shit. Yeah, it's like karaoke. But the more you drink with karaoke, the better you sound. Well, it's because the less you can hear. It doesn't matter why. <laughs> I become a rock star after a six-pack. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know how to follow that up. Just believe me. It's true. Okay. I will have to experience that sometime. It's, maybe. <laughs> so you had mentioned that you got into that uh, kind of because of a neighbor kid? Well, not because of a neighbor kid. Uh that's where we used to get the golf balls to hit. With the, with the oh, I'm sure Dad was bat. pissed that you used all of his golf balls up. Probably, but, you know, he was, uh, he never said anything. He never really, you know, was, whatever. Uh, but anyway, you know, it was just one of those things and stupid things you did as a kid. Oh, yeah. But, uh, no, it was really just when I started working at Radio Shack and I had this outing. And I actually had a lot of fun doing it. And then... We had bought this, like, coupon book that they sell, sold at one time. It was way back in the day. And Nikki and I, in, in that coupon book, there were some things to go golfing. Mm -hmm. So we went golfing. And uh, compared to her, I was a rock star, you know. <laughs> but it was kind of funny. When I had finally gotten into it and started golfing on a semi-regular basis, which meant at least once or twice a year. We were on vacation, and I took her golfing at this golf course. And I said, let's go golfing. And she's like, all right. And we're out there, and we're going along. And she's hitting further than me all the way down the fairway. And I'm just like, what the hell? Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, I, I don't quite understand this. So, you know, I'm, we're on, like, the second hole. And finally, I notice what she's doing. She she bends over. She picks up her ball. She tees it up on the fairway. You know, when I first started playing, <laughs> I did that, too. Did you really? Just for the first couple rounds, just to kind of get my feel for it. Oh, uh, see, I, I'm like, and then I took away her tees, except on the, you know, the tee box. Right. And then she played more like I expected her to play. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, how are you? I, I don't, I don't get it. But she's not a big golfer. Uh, she'll go from time to time. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, anyway. You know, and I think one of the other reasons I like playing is because Anybody who has played has stories. Be they good, be they bad, be they freaking hilarious. Right, right. There are always entertaining stories when you go golfing. And most times it revolves around something that is hilariously bad. Somebody did something stupid, but it's funny. Well, yeah, and as long as nobody really got hurt over it, it's funny for everybody. Right. Speaking of hurt golfing, have you... Well, I pulled a muscle in my back last week. I don't know how I did it, but... Right off the shoulder blade on the back. Oh, like traps? Yeah, like the trap. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, that's pretty much taken care of. I went and saw the chiropractor. God, I love my chiropractor. <laughs> okay. But anyway, um, no, you ever seen the movie, uh, it's like Weird and Strange Deaths or something? It's on Netflix. I don't think I, there is a show that was like A Thousand Ways to Die that they used to have on Spike or something No, like that's that. not it. But this one, it was kind of funny because they talk about people dying in weird ways. Mm -hmm. and, one of them was taking place on a golf course. And I'm like, okay, so he's going to get struck by lightning type thing, you know, right? No, so this guy tees off, and he's pissed about his tee off. So he takes his driver, and there's a, like, you know, the benches they have by yeah, the tee yeah. box. He walks over there, and he just starts beating his, his, uh, his, uh. Club. His club, thank you. <laughs> on this bench, right? And he's just pounding and pounding and pounding, and it snaps. And because of the velocity and motion, it actually flipped over in air and stabbed him through the heart. Oh, you got Steve Irwin? Well, I suppose. <laughs> Except this was with a golf club and not a, you know, stingray. stingray. But yeah, so it was, It was. I'm like, does that even work? I guess it does. I mean... Well, Mythbusters aren't around anymore, otherwise you could have them test there it. There you go. How are they going to test that one? They'd have to get out that jelly dummy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and see if they can do it. But I mean, it's just one of those things that was like, can that happen? I mean... I mean, yeah. I'm sure you can break a club, but what are the chances that it's going to do just exactly right to come up, stab you in the heart? Yeah, I suppose. And that's that's also one of those, like, one in a million type things. Imagine trying to explain that to insurance. Yeah, or or his wife. Yeah, well. Or parents, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so John was, he got mad. You know how he gets mad on the golf course? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's dead now. <laughs> Wait, what? He had a problem with his heart. Oh, he had a heart attack? Not really. <laughs> his, his heart got attacked. It just wasn't natural. Right. It was but, not a mitocardial infraction. Or infarction or whatever you want to say. Whatever it's yeah. called, right. But, yeah, his heart quit. So, but, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, you with your work people and me going out multiple times between cousins and friends and family and everything else, tons of stories that I'm sure that we oh, have. Yeah. Like, one of one of my favorite ones, we were at a place down, if you've heard of Paddock Lake, down by Kenosha? No. There's a golf course that we went to down there, and we were with some friends and family, and I somehow got one of these uh, exploding golf balls, which is just highly compressed talcum powder. Okay. So when you hit it with your club, it just explodes. Oh, so it's it's not actually exploding. It's just really compressed. That just... And it just pops. Right. Okay. And, I mean, exploding talcum. Think about... Well, who the hell is that? LeBron or whatever? Yeah. Who does, like, that, that, but with a golf ball. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, one guy teed one off, shanked it. So I'm like, hey, here, use this one. And, of course, I'm sitting there going... <laughs> trying not to. He just lays into this, probably the best drive he had all day. This thing just shoots powder all over the place. I'm on the ground laughing by this time. And everybody else who didn't know what I was going to do was dumbfounded. They're like, what did you do? I'm like, no, no, no. And everything was explained. And of course, he was like, that was the best shot I hit all day. Well, I would say that too. <laughs> so that was one of my favorite things. Next to, um, it's Tribute now, but it used to, it used to be American Legion. Yep. On... Number two, you know, if it's a, it's all on Golf Club Road, right? And there's people that are out there towards the end of the hole of number two. It goes up that hill, and there's that the tee box at the very top or whatever. Right. One of the guys that we were with just completely hooked one, bounces off the pavement, goes in some guy's yard. The guy is on his porch having a beer. Okay. He sees it in here. I think it was a cousin of mine walks across the street with his like nine iron or something, asks if he can play through. To the guy who's sitting on the porch, the guy offers him a beer, <laughs> and he smacks one across the street. I'm like, that is cool as shit. That is awesome. Because, yeah, I mean, as a as a property owner, I'm sure they see a lot of golf balls along there. Oh, yeah. But to be just like, yeah, you want a beer too? Yeah, yeah. and he came across the street with a PBR, and I'm just <laughs> like, this is the best day ever. Yeah, I mean, you know, because we were just golfing, uh, and you took one off the road. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're like, where did it go? And he's like, and we all hear this little. Punk. Oh, it's it's the definite sound of of golf, uh, golf ball. ball on concrete or yeah. asphalt. And and Lou's like, I don't know, but I just heard it hit the concrete. Yep, that's called a drop. <laughs> so what about you? You have any entertaining aside from pulling a cart in the water? No, that that's about it, really. I mean, other than that, over the years, Nikki with her teen up down the free fairway. But other than that, not really. I mean, golf is one of those things where I try not to take it seriously, but I am kind of competitive. So, what are you doing giving me the little fingers? Kind of competitive? Okay, I'm very competitive. You lying bastard? <laughs> well, I am kind of competitive. I mean, I'm not as competitive as some people could be. This is true. I haven't seen you break anything. No, no. Except for a tee. But well, that was on purpose. Yeah. I mean, I beat the tee into the ground on the ninth hole the last time, but I just had a horror. That, that had to be my worst day golfing since we started again this year. Mm -hmm. That was that was a rough one. I will, I'll grant you that one. That one was a rough day. Uh, and, and, and it just – I usually do pretty well keeping my emotions in check. Ninth hole, after that horrible tee off, it just got to me, and that poor tee paid for it. Yeah, I, I think there's some something that was probably about six or seven inches under the ground that's wondering what the hell is going on that's getting stabbed in the forehead. What the hell is this? Possibly. No, I've, I've never actually broken a club because, first of all, then I'd have to replace it, and that's just stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've gotten pissed and thrown a ball. Something like if... <laughs> It's like I just shanked it a few times. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this ball. And I throw it in the woods or throw it in the water or whatever. Well, you know, yeah, like on the ninth hole there, too, where I had that one. I was in the tall grass again. Go 
fucking figure. There is no short grass at that course, though. No, but for me, I mean, there's the, there's the tall grass and then there's the taller grass. I was in the taller grass. <laughs> the meadows. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and I hit the ball and I went like 30 feet maybe. And I got pissed and I whipped my club. I'm like, I bet my club goes farther. Foof. And it did. It did. By quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's, we've done that. I think another story I have from Tribute, I went with my dad one time and we were with another group. We had carts and this is where I realized that carts don't corner as well as normal vehicles do. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. So my dad was sitting on a, and I'm going to use a visual aid here that you guys can't see, but just think about it here. So my dad's sitting kind of, um, I guess, perpendicular to where I'm going at. And okay. I left my, I left my club on the previous hole, and that was at Tribute. I want to say it was, let's see, that's nine, eight, seven, seven and six. Okay. Oh, they're way back there. So I'm, I take the, I take mine, the cart, and learn how to speak, apparently. Um I take my cart, and I'm kind of spinning around, and this thing did not turn as well as I expected it to. I full throttle, broadside, and T-bone the cart my dad is sitting in. If my dad would not have pulled his leg into the cart, it would have been caught between the carts going in there together. And to tell you how fast I was moving on this thing, it pushed it probably about four or five inches. The wow. cart that I hit. You must have that thing floored. Well, for a golf cart, that ain't that fast. But at the same time, the grass was a little bit wet. And, I mean, I hit that thing hard. And, of course, his eyes got all huge. And I don't think he – he was too surprised to get mad. Right. And then later on, of course, he gave me shit about it because, I mean – You can't you, drive a golf cart? Yeah, pretty much. Um, but, yeah, that was <laughs> kind of scary, um, entertaining. And my dad has other stories about me, like the golf uh, – like the sand trap story. Oh, you know, I did, I just thought of a, another golf story. Okay. So I took golf class in high school, went to Wassel West. Okay, yeah. And when they first take you out to teach you how to tee off and stuff, they take you out back behind uh, the school. And at the time there was a, uh, like a, a little field back there. Mm -hmm. And it was right next to the teacher's parking lot. Well, we're all hitting and I completely like shanked one. <laughs> Into the teacher's parking lot. Oh, no. Did you hit a car? I did. Awesome. I took out a side mirror. Really? Yeah. Nice. But uh, other than that, you know, it, it was weird because that class was horrible. But you know what? It was three hours a week where I didn't have to do anything else. Well, yeah. You got to, I mean, you could be bad and nobody cares. Mm-hmm. That's like almost any FIAD class. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I took golf in college because I knew for a fact that we'd get to golf for free. <laughs> Duh. Right, right. You know, it's just like bowling. I took bowling. It was a half semester because I got to bowl for free. Duh. Yeah, I took bowling in high school. I took golf in high school. See, I didn't take any gym classes until my, well, my freshman year because they forced you to. Well, right, yeah. And then you were supposed to take, a, you know, a gym class every semester. Mm -hmm. So I didn't take any until my senior year after my freshman year. Okay. So I already had enough credits to graduate as a junior if I would have had my FIED. Ah, so I had like six FIAD class or no, two, four, yeah, six FIAD classes my senior oh my year. God. And then I had like two English classes. I'm like, you'd expect someone to say I had a bunch of FIAD classes and then I had shop and that was it. <laughs> no, no, I had I had six FIAD and then I had a, a class called novels, which was just that. You, we read like four novels during the year. <laughs> and then I had Were debate. They graphic novels? No. <laughs> No, they were things like Black Boy and I'm trying to think what else we read. Old Man in the Sea, I think. Oh, like that Newbery Award-winning bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I had Debate and then I had, um, I think, AP Psychology because I like psychology because people are fucking crazy. Yeah. that's I tried psychology and, and no, I'm sorry. I didn't take psychology. I took philosophy. I did that in college. I did too at the, at the stench. I got an A. I took it at uh, UWMC. The Snatch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking... I took it there. I didn't have a textbook because my financial aid didn't come in. And they started questioning... And this is this is me about everything, though. I'm into concrete. I'm into fact. That's why, like, for example, math. How there's proofs where you have to prove something or imaginary numbers. No. I want something that is concrete. Which is hard to believe that I have a, uh, some form of faith because there is not really concrete when it comes to faith. No, no. 
That being said, though, that's about the only thing. And the rest of it, it's like, I want to see how it works. I want to pull it apart and put it back together. So philosophy, when it's like, well, how does this work? I'm like, nope, uh-uh. <laughs> see, and I love my philosophy class. I had, uh, my teacher's name was Juliana Hunt. I think I had, no, I had some guy who was a dink. Okay, Juliana Hunt was amazing. She was like, my first couple weeks in there, I hated the class because I'm like, everything you say doesn't make sense. And so finally I ended up going to see her during her office hours. And I told her that. I said, you know, everything you're saying doesn't make any sense. I'm like, you say this, but I'm thinking this. And she said, well, you just figured out philosophy. And I'm like, she's like, there is no right or wrong. This is this is what I think. She's like, and you can think whatever you want. And I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, if you think something different, you know, talk in class. And I'm like, oh. Challenge you, accepted. You don't know what you just asked for. <laughs> I... Actually, I don't know if I still do, but I had the highest final exam score she had ever given out at 97%. Because I basically wrote four blue books worth of stuff for our final. Jeez. And most people most people didn't even get into a second blue book. And I think she probably hated grading mine. Because I'm like... You know, this is kind of what you said, but this is what I think, and mine is better because yours sucks. But, you know... But in, if you can substantiate it... Exactly. That's the main thing. But, anyway, so, so um, golf has gotten us to some weird places. Oh, it absolutely has. Now, I have to say this. While I love to play it, I don't care to watch it. It's nice to see the occasional good shot. Yeah. It's nice to see the occasional duff. But you can see that on ESPN. I can YouTube that. Right. I can I can watch golf's greatest hits or biggest misses or whatever, you know? Right, yeah. I don't have to sit and watch, like, the Masters or whatever just to see. Because, honestly, you know that unless something happens, it's all going to be way better than you'll ever dream of being. Right. You know, and, and I have sat and watched golf, but it's not like I'll sit and watch the Masters. You know, I'll tune in for a half hour. Or if there's a specific person, like there's one, yeah. um, oh God, I can't remember what the guy's name was. There's an, an Iowa guy that when we visited her folks, they love to watch golf and it was on. So, you know, I'll talk about it. I, Cause I mean, we all play, we all right. know what's going on with it. And the guy was from Iowa. So I think Dustin Johnson, maybe it, anyways, but even if it is, so you watch a little bit, but it's like, okay, now I'm going to pull my phone up cause I'm getting bored. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a lot of sports that I love to bowl. But I can't watch bowling. Oh, I love watching bowling. Sometimes, but I, I, I like watching bowling fails. I like watching bowling. I, I love the bowl. Um, that is probably my, my first passion when it comes to sports. I, I Non-active sports, per well, se? Well, I don't consider bowling a sport. To me, bowling is a hobby. See, and that's what I was going to title this topic, actually. It was going to be non-active sports. Because you still have to have some form of shape, and round is a shape, just saying. But you don't have to be like someone who can run a 40 in three seconds. Right. You don't have to be someone who has the hand-eye coordination of a god to be able to hit a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. Right. As an example. Those are more athletic sports. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to get people are going to complain and argue about this because, yes, golf does take athlete. You have to be an athlete to golf. You have to be an athlete to bowl. But it's a different kind. Right. Yeah. And that's why I'm thinking non-athletic sports. Yeah. I mean, I I am not, by any stretch of the imagination, an athlete. I like to golf. I like to bowl. I, you know, I'll go out and go for walks and that kind of stuff. But. I'm not playing baseball as much as I love baseball, as much as I played baseball when I was younger. Right. I'm not going to play baseball now because I'm afraid my heart's going to burst going around <laughs> second. You know? Uh, That's if I make contact. I think I would have to step in front of the plate to make contact with the ball. <laughs> I can hit a golf ball 200 yards. <laughs> baseball probably ain't going to happen. <laughs> I was actually pretty good when I was younger, but I haven't played in years. I wasn't. I was a great fielder. And I was in better shape. I was a good fielder. I couldn't hit the ball very well, but they put me in deep center, and I could throw it over the cage behind the behind the, the plate. So, See, and I was behind the plate. I, I caught for 12 years. Oh, this is probably great on your knees. Oh, my knees are shot. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's one of those, like, I can't throw fast, but I can throw hard. Yeah. So that's why they had me in the outfield. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so anything else? Last, last bits of topic you want to touch on? Not really. I just, uh, I look forward to going again. Yeah, I do too. 
All right, I'm bringing back Scott Ahern next week. Scott is my co-host on Want to Hear Something Interesting, which just dropped an episode on July 1st about some of the men who signed the Declaration of Independence. It's a great show. I, I really am very proud of that show. You guys can go check it out. Um, and then tune in next week and listen to Scott on this podcast. Yeah, that's what I meant. So you ever wonder to yourself, how do I let this guy know how much I like or hate his podcast? Or think to yourself, man... I'd love to be a guest on his podcast, like Lou here. I have a great idea for a topic. Well, you're in luck. There are two ways for you to reach out to me. First, send me an email at whosepodcastisadaddy at gmail.com and leave me a message. Or if you're more into the social media stuff, you can find me on Facebook at POI Network or at Whose Podcast Is It Anyway. Either way, I look forward to hearing from you. And now we end this episode like we end every episode with Quote of the Day. Today's quote is, We live in a rainbow of chaos. Paul Cezanne was a French artist and post-impressionist painter whose work laid the foundations of the transition from the 19th century conception of artistic endeavor to a new and radically different world of art in the 20th century. The paintings convey Cezanne's intense study of his subjects. Cezanne is said to have formed the bridge between the late 19th century Impressionism and the early 20th century new line of artistic inquiry, Cubism. Both Matisse and Picasso are said to have remarked that Cezanne is the father of us all. So anything on that quote? It's kind of a, it kind of says everything in itself. It does. Um, <laughs> if Picasso said it's the father of us all, I can't imagine if, if he drew self-portraits, which he did. Right. I wouldn't want to look like that. <laughs> like Picasso or Cezanne? Yes. Okay. Or like what they paint. Yeah, I, uh, no, I, I see what you're saying. And, I, and I'm not an art person. I'll be honest. I appreciate art that looks like something, but I don't want to think too hard about it. Like throwing a splatter of paint on a canvas is not art. Right, right. No, I completely agree with you. However, there's some... I, uh, when we were in Chicago, we went to the Museum of Art when there was a... Oh, God. What the hell's the guy's name? There was some big painter guy that they had a special... Van Gogh. It was a Van Gogh exhibit, I think. Van Gogh. Yeah, that guy. One year. Yeah, yeah. And whereas, like, yeah, everybody knows about, like, Starry Night. Right. And, like, the self-portrait and everything else. But it's pretty impressive. I mean, if you look at the rest of his body of work, I know that's not who we're talking about. But, right. But, you know, in the, on the topic of, like, classic art, I say f- give it a chance. See, and that's actually kind of why I liked Warhol, because he did stuff I could relate to. Yes, it was pop art, but he did, you know, there's a big Campbell soup can. Got it. I know what you're trying to say, you know. But anyway, I want to thank you uh, for coming out, man. It was great to sit down and uh, talk with you about this once again and not necessarily music. For a change, right? Right. Right. So that was great Uh, to all you out there. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. You have been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POI Game Studio.